Welcome to the In The Clouds podcast. In The Clouds is a marketing cloud podcast powered by Lev, the most influential marketing-focused Salesforce consultancy in the world. Lev is customer experience obsessed, and podcast hosts Bobby Tishy and Cole Fisher have partnered with some of the world's most well-known brands to help them master meaningful one-on-one connections with their customers. In this podcast, they'll combine strategy and deep technical expertise to share best practices, how-tos, and real-life use cases and solutions for the world's top brands using Salesforce products today. Welcome to the In the Clouds podcast. This is Bobby Tishy alongside Cole Fisher. And our special guest today, Stephen Rosenfeld, who's been on the pod with us before, but excited to talk about Campaign Studio a little bit more today and to share with you guys what that is, why he built it, some of the features of Campaign Studio. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, um, Stephen, if you wouldn't mind just doing a brief introduction of yourself, your role here at Lev and your experience, that'd be great. Hey guys, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so at Lev, I am director of project services, which means any of uh, our engagements that come through the door with uh, set deliverables ends up going to my team. Um, his- historically, I've been focused on those types of projects myself. Um, starting at Salesforce for a few years, wor- working on projects that have heavy data migrations or uh, just lo- generally large migrations. Uh, at the enterprise level, and that's where I come from. Cool, thanks very much. Where are you based, by the way? I am in Indianapolis. This is really fun pretending I don't know who you are. I know. Uh, even <laughs> though we've worked together for <laughs> close to 10 years, but that's- Fun fact. Hey, um, Stephen, since we don't know anything about you, um, have you ever won any notable awards at Salesforce that <laughs> they stopped giving out because they didn't want to oh. give to you anymore? Man, I'm so glad you brought that up, Cole. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, but, well, I mean, you're just such a boastful guy that I'll, I'll go ahead and just steal the thunder for you. Uh, Steven was the two-time uh, Salesforce Innovation of the Year award winner. We joke around internally just saying that they stopped giving it away so they wouldn't have to give them to him three years in a row. So, but you'll never hear Steven talk about that. I don't think he'll even put that on his resume. That's why I put it on mine for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks for that uh, intro. For you guys who don't remember, or if you haven't listened to it, uh, Stephen also was part of our pod where we were talking about enterprise data and how to structure data within Marketing Cloud. So go back and give that a listen if you haven't heard that one already. So jumping into Campaign Studio, uh, I'll kind of give a brief background and really want you to jump into it, Stephen, but Campaign Studio is an application that sits on top of Salesforce Marketing Cloud that really extends the features of the platform. Um, We all know and love Marketing Cloud, but we also understand there are some elements where we wish there were additional features or functionality that the um, platform currently doesn't have or Possibly Salesforce product is working on it, um, and we want to make sure that uh, we want to make sure that a lot of those functionalities and capabilities were available to our customers here at Lev. And so, Stephen, I'd love to hear first just how Campaign Studio came to be, um, and really, I think in addition to that, the, the background of it, so how it works within Marketing Cloud, the security pieces of it, those kind of 
nuances that might be pertinent for people who are considering it? Sure. So Campaign Studio kind of came to be organically through my project work. Um, as I was uh, engaging with larger clients that were going through uh, deployments of within Marketing Cloud and um, the logistics of those deployment caused them to, to you know, create checklists where they would have a team of um, you know, 15 to even 40 people um, deploying emails every day that for one reason or another could not be uh, automated. So obviously I'm a, I'm a big fan of Marketing Cloud. It's the best product in the marketplace for uh, technical marketing. And the way that you execute within Campaign Studio, uh, or I'm sorry, within Marketing Cloud, sometimes you can't automate that. So if your um, email list is being provided from another team, for example, and you are doing 40 plus deployments a day in this fashion, um, there's really not a way for us to, to create what I would call an automated recurring send within Marketing Cloud. Managing that data within Marketing Cloud is, is really good, but if, if an external source is providing you that list or Really, if for any campaign where you, you have a manual checklist that your team has to go through, it can be kind of painstaking from an, an operations perspective going through and recreating items within Marketing Cloud in order to support that deployment. And so as I was working with larger clients that had this setup, um, we started you know, creating kind of one-off solutions to help streamline those um, and, and add some efficiencies to their workflow. And eventually got to the point where it was, you know, rather than having each client create some custom workflow that they then have to support on their own, what if we just had a centralized tool that was abstract enough to allow an end user to determine what that checklist is and have our tool execute against that checklist on their behalf, um, where they could create multiple checklists um, and, and have end users executed directly. Um, so that's what that's how it started, and that's essentially where we are today. Is within Campaign Studio, it's it's a hub app within Marketing Cloud. So you access, you log into Marketing Cloud, and you access Campaign Studio just like you do any other uh, studio within Marketing Cloud. It's it's an option in the top uh, drop down ribbon. And it authenticates uh, against your user that you are logged in as. Um, so Campaign Studio's permission set is still restricted to um, the permission set of the user. And so there are some permissions that your user has to have in order to use Campaign Studio successfully. But um, it's using Marketing Cloud's latest authentication methods. Uh, and essentially what you do is you're able to create what I call a campaign template and you add assets to that template in order to execute against your checklist. Um, so that was the original use case. That's kind of how it, it came to be organically uh, in the beginning. Cool. And there are four main elements that uh, we talk about. And before we keep going, we should also know that there is a, a great blog post that was recently launched on our website about Campaign Studio that dives into to some of these elements as well. But four main features of Campaign Studio accelerate migrate, publish, and monitor. So starting with Accelerate, we'd love to hear what that feature set is and how it helps our customers. Yeah, so Accelerate is really the, the initial use case that Campaign Studio was released under. It's, it's a lot of the, the workflow that I just outlined. So um, for Accelerate, it's, it's intended to um, increase the 
productivity of an op uh, marketing operations team. So those individuals that are actually executing deployments day to day um, on, you know, some campaigns can take half an hour to 45 minutes to set up and deploy a proof and, and schedule. Um, and Campaign Studio takes the, the build component of, of that uh, workflow to about a minute. Uh, for them to log into Campaign Studio, they plug in a few variable values and they, they tell Campaign Studio to build all the assets within that campaign template and it goes out and it, it knows what folder structure assets belong in, it knows their naming conventions and it ensures everything is followed. Um, and then all the team really has to do is go in and uh, make sure that the creative for the email is current, uh, do some proofing and then actually schedule the send. Um, one thing that's been important for us since the beginning is a campaign studio does not actually deploy or schedule deployments for any emails uh, to customers. Uh, it's, it's important to us that um, it still goes through a, a QA workflow every time. Yeah, and Cole, I know you've done some work on some of the analysis, um, specifically for one of our customers that's using it, uh, a large uh, gaming company out of Las Vegas of uh, the actual um, dollars or the ROI that they were able to see from the platform too. Yeah, I, th I think one of the big things for them uh, for Accelerate is just kind of the efficiencies um, that they gain from it and the effectiveness of, of you know, keeping a pretty lean team, um, having a substantial ROI. So they, uh, so like Stephen mentioned, uh, you know, how they can cut down just the, the sheer minutes uh, of time investment. Uh, for each campaign that's being that's being built out, um, but on top of that, when you think about the overhead um, and expenditure and ROI, um, this particular customer that, I, that Bobby you're mentioning, um, I think they've backed into a savings of like a quarter million a year or something like that, uh, and just in terms of positions and time that is freed up, not having to build out, you know, the the menial tasks of of campaign management. Mm -hmm, for sure. So Accelerate's a really, really neat feature and was really the, the groundbreaker for Campaign Studio uh, for being able to be, send out campaigns more efficiently, and especially those campaigns that are, are very repetitive in nature. The next one I want to talk through is Migrate, which we've seen a lot of success in with our customers. Uh, Stephen, why don't you give us a, a nice high level there, too? Yeah, uh, so Migrate's an interesting one because, um, Bobby, I know uh, you and I, you were around when, when we were building this and we were having conversations around what makes sense and how to structure it. And there was, uh, you know, a couple of days there where it was kind of like, you know, that, that aha moment of how we should build it when, when we realized that um, whether you are using Accelerate or, or Migrate, the foundation is, is really similar. It's just uh, a migration is like a, a really large campaign that you're moving from one account to another. And so um, Migrate is, is an aspect of Campaign Studio that we only execute against internally at Lev. So our SAs will create migration campaigns um, and they go through and work with customers to determine what portions of an account should be migrated from uh, a, an, a legacy account to their new account. Um, and there are some components of the account that have to be manually migrated because Marketing Cloud APIs uh, only support certain objects. Um, so we will move those first and then Campaign Studio takes care of the bulk of the, the assets that we can move through the API. Um, it's, it's a pretty seamless process for our SAs to talk with customers about what assets need to be moved. And from there, it's just a process of adding them to that campaign, pushing it over and, and then QAing the, 
the migration. And Cole and I actually built out a, a worksheet that kind of highlights what what that looks like if you tried to do a migration on your own or manually versus using Campaign Studio. And I think that Stephen is uh, underlighting the uh, or undervaluing just how how much of a, a benefit it is um, for customers who have maybe on a older version of Marketing Cloud as they're mar- uh, migrating to a newer version of Marketing Cloud. The, uh, or if they're just migrating from one business unit to another, um, any kind of different uh, use cases there where there's two marketing cloud instances involved, it saves a tremendous amount of time and a tremendous amount of money. And the other, uh, other element that I always like to, to highlight here too is that it saves a lot of the, um, the structure of your account as well. So for example, it will take your folder structure. Um, it will take the naming convention. Um, we can also filter on it too. So let's say that we have 100,000 um, pieces of content um, within one content builder area. We can filter that down to say, you know, let's just bring over the last six months. Um, and then another big area of it too is uh, it detects AmScript. Um, so for those of you who are a bit more technical, let's say that we have an email that is referencing a content area um, and we need that content area to be carried over to the new instance. Well, um, some of the other tools that we found out there by the, uh, some other partners who built do not have the same capability where it is detecting that that, that AmScript lookup is happening. It's creating the new content area first, and then it's updating that AM script to pull in the new content area ID in the new instance. So it's extremely powerful, um, not only from being able to move these assets from one instance to another, but also being able to detect some of the relational elements that in the past would have been really difficult to solve for. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things too. Uh, don't don't let modest Stephen undersell this this component of it. Um, <laughs> but, but one of the things is uh, you know with there, and there are there are only a few tools really to, to kind of choose from in the space to even do something comparatively similar to this. But those if you have any sort of AM script dynamic content, you know you're still probably going to spend almost the same amount of time, if not more, just remapping those to content IDs and things like that, just to make sure that the content still works um, and, and is viable. Because, and, and this as well, speaking of efficiency, you know, we, have, we go from one customer that's saving a quarter million dollars a year to um, a number of customers who use this feature. Um, and when you think about the amount of time and assets that you really garner sitting in, um, uh, you know, an instance for the better part of a, you know, sometimes a decade, um, all the assets that you build up, it's, it's a great tool also just to audit those assets and find out what you need to bring over and have those conversations of here are things that have been sitting around untouched for the last few years. Let's look at the last six months or whatever is, is, you know, uh, pertinent for, for a particular customer and talk about what it looks like to migrate that over as well. Yeah, and I think, sorry, Bob, yeah, I think a lot of times, you know, sometimes customers don't even know how many data extensions they have in an account, really, right? Their their folder structure and the way Marketing Cloud is set up, it doesn't necessarily easily show you that type of information. And so on our side, what we've done is we've we've created uh, auditing mechanisms where we can go in Campaign Studio and we can, can, within a few clicks, tell you exactly how many data extensions you have. And so if you come to us and you say, I just want to migrate my entire account over to an inter, you know this new account that I, I purchased, 
we can actually give you an idea of the volume and the scale of that migration. Um, and, and yeah, to your point, Bobby, that those references are, are it's one of the things that, um, you know, I didn't intentionally leave out, but it all happens behind the scenes, right? So an end user that's actually interacting with Campaign Studio sees none of that. Campaign Studio goes through the process of detecting and maintaining those relationships uh, all on its own. And the last piece I'll mention is how some of you might be thinking, well, Salesforce has recently come out with Deployment Manager. So it might be a, a lightweight version of some of these different elements, but the feedback that we've gotten from customers is uh, one, with Deployment Manager, you have to actually download an XML file. They don't want to have to download anything. So that was a, a non-starter for many of our customers. Um, but also just the security risk of being able to download some of these elements. So for example, if I'm a, a solution architect or an email marketing manager at company X and I leave, I can download the entire data model or I can download journeys um, within Salesforce. So would highly recommend that you guys, for those of you who are customers and utilizing the tool for your business, really evaluate whether or not deployment manager um, should be turned on or accessible to all of your folks, certainly to, to some, if you guys have that particular use case, but Campaign Studio solves for that as well, and that it's all happening programmatically. There's nothing you need to download or any files that need to be transitioned um, between two people or between two instances. The next uh, element of Campaign Studio I wanted to talk through is Publish, uh, which is the, the newest feature of Campaign Studio. So, Stephen, why don't you jump in there? Yeah, so Campaign Studio Publish is, is similar to Migrate, but it's, it's focused more on pushing a smaller number of assets or, or objects from a development business unit to a production business unit. Uh, Marketing Cloud itself does not lend itself inherently to a promotion type uh, workflow as in a software development lifecycle, um, but as far as, you know, creating a campaign more in a development protected environment, being able to do a single push from that to a production org, that's, that's what Publish is all about. It's allowing us to streamline that testing, QA, UAT, and then um, pushing it to a production environment. Uh, so it's very similar to, to Migrate in the sense that it's moving assets between accounts and retaining those relationships between them, as you were mentioning, uh, if we want to publish an, an email or you know, maybe it's an entire campaign workflow that contains an email that references several content areas or data extensions, as we uh, promote or publish those uh, assets from the development business unit to the production business unit, all those relationships are uh, retained. And I think the, like, just to piggyback on what you had mentioned, a big element of that is organizations that are very IT or development focused will want to have, you know, different business units or different accounts of marketing cloud where they have a, a dev test and prod, for example, to, to your typical SDLC methodology. So that's where we've seen a, a use case for it. The last portion of Campaign Studio I wanted to talk to you about is Monitor. And this is uh, obviously Accelerate and Migrate are the, the OGs of Campaign Studio, for lack of a better term. <laughs> And Probably monitor. Just that OG. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> I'm a player. I'm a player. Uh, uh, monitor is one of the newer features like publish. Um, but we've seen almost every person that I've talked to about this, whether it's on the Salesforce side, um, some of our customers, um, or people internally at Lev, 
are most excited about this. And so I'd love for you, Stephen, to give a, a background of, of Monitor um, and what it does to really extend the notification element of Marketing Cloud. Sure, yeah. So having been on Marketing Cloud as an SA for eight plus years, it's, it's very common for us to get into a situation where you know, we have dozens of automations in an account that are in charge of moving data around or bringing data into the platform. And as I say, as we know, the, these automations get updated. There are adjustments that have to be made to processes as we go after, after they're in production. And so maybe an automation gets paused and doesn't get turned back on. Um, or another scenario would be a, a, a file drop automation that is configured to run every time a file gets dropped on the FTP. In both those scenarios, um, the marketing cloud administrator may be expecting an automation to run. Um, and if, if the automation does run and it completes, marketing cloud does a really good job of telling you. Or if it runs and it throws an error, again, marketing cloud does a really good job of sending you a notification. But if it does not run because it was paused, or if it does not run because that file does not get dropped onto the FTP, there's no functionality natively within Marketing Cloud that proactively alerts that administrator to uh, the automation having not run. Uh, and that's exactly what monitoring does for automations. So within Campaign Studio, you can go into uh, an automations user interface. and it, it gives you a full list of all the automations in your account. And you essentially register each automation for monitoring. You tell Campaign Studio, I expect this automation to run hourly or daily or monthly or yearly, um, you, you provide it a, a, a cadence and you give it a start and end date that you want Campaign Studio to monitor it. And then literally on the minute every um, sequence in that cadence, Campaign Studio is going to execute a Marketing Cloud API to check the last runtime of that automation and send you a proactive alert uh, if it did not run. Uh, and if it does run, then it just says, okay, it records the last time it ran, and then uh, it will check again on the appropriate cadence. That's uh, so cool. It's, it's pretty straightforward in how it runs, but again, it's something that um, every account is, is, that I've been on has always looked for in some, to some degree, and until this, we, we didn't really have a good option for it within Marketing Cloud. Um, well, in some of the use cases you mentioned and just some of the simple things that I think that we sometimes take for granted or don't think about where maybe there's a triggered automation that I update to add a query activity to the end of it and I pause it, but I forget to reactivate it. Or I have a automation that is expecting um, same thing, right? Uh, if like you mentioned, if a triggered file drop is there, if it doesn't happen, I don't get any kind of an alert yeah. um, like I would if it does happen. So it's yeah, all these little things that... We have instances where clients do this and that automation it stays paused for a month and a half before anybody knows. And so by that, by that time, they've missed hundreds of thousands of, of email sends and they're, they're looking at revenue reports being low. Exactly. Find it. And so getting that proactive alert after the first time that that cadence is missed is extremely valuable. We, uh, we were talking with a, uh, a company a couple of weeks back who had the same exact thing happen where their abandoned cart had been paused for two and a half months and they had no idea. And so, I mean, that abandoned cart for those, those retailers of you out there know that is 
a two to 3% on the low end of conversion rate. So that is a direct hit to their bottom line uh, by not having that active just because they didn't have any kind of an alert system. And in, to play our hand a little bit, we've priced Campaign Studio Monitor at a very aggressive rate because um, one, we feel like this is such a need for a lot of different people, um, but also it's been built so well by Steven um, to give him more credit that there's not much we need to do on our side. All of it is once we implement it, it's very easy for customers to manipulate and set up and continuously use on the front end within marketing cloud itself. Um, And, you know, within projects, we've, we've set it up logistically where we can actually provision campaign studio monitor to your account. And then, we'll do the monitoring for you even. So if, if you would rather uh, us get alerted when something happens and, and reach out to you, uh, we've got support programs around that too. For sure. Awesome. Anything else you want to add in around Campaign Studio, Stephen? So that was only one half of the monitoring piece. So that I talked about monitoring automations, um, but you can actually monitor triggered sends as well. If you think about the, the workflow there, we have, an external system making API calls into Marketing Cloud, typically to send some transactional email. It could be a password reset, an order confirmation, et cetera. And so uh, it, the functionality is very similar. You, you go into Campaign Studio and you're presented with a, a list of all of your triggered send definitions within the account. And you can select one and say, I expect this triggered send to execute uh, 50 emails an hour uh, or you know, whatever your volume and cadence combination is. And again, Campaign Studio will monitor on that cadence. And if the volume threshold is not met, then you'll get that proactive alert to you saying, hey, you 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 told us you expected uh, your password reset email to send 300 emails every hour, but it it didn't send that many. And you may have a a problem with some upstream system that you need to go investigate to make sure these uh, emails start going out the door. Um, uh, And... One of the, the happy coincidences behind that is that Journey Builder actually uses triggered sends to execute its emails. And so as part of that, we inherently get Journey Builder email monitoring as well because those Journey Builder triggered sends show up in our list. So we can, ship, we can monitor those for volume thresholds just like any other triggered send. Oh, that's awesome. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. yeah, this is one of my favorite, I, I think, features of, you know, the subset of, of Monitor. Because um, I think as, as the way I kind of view um, marketing cloud right now, anything that's being sort of, you know, monitored in a sense in marketing cloud today without Campaign Studio is kind of um, allows for human error because it's, it's or, or, or doesn't really take into consideration outside systems. And so marketing cloud itself, and I think, Stephen, one of the, one of the really neat things uh, that you do with Campaign Studio is you're never really duplicating um, features. You're really kind of looking for the complementary features. So, like, what is, not, what, what is deployment manager not doing that, that you know, uh, that we can do? Or, you know, what does is, what is a certain feature lack? Um, and so today, the way I think about, the current state of, of marketing cloud is it's it's built to monitor marketing cloud and so if you will within that that has to allow for human error because we can't really determine if somebody wants their abandoned cart shut off or not um or you know if if there is something upstream that's happening then that's not really marketing cloud's problem therefore why are they why would marketing cloud itself be inherently stepping over its own boundaries saying we think there are issues elsewhere it's not really its own job and i think one of the really cool features that you've 
pulled into this is, you know, for triggered sins, for instance, is if I expect a certain threshold and, you know, maybe I have multiple sources of data coming in and I'm really not seeing that, that threshold, then there's probably, a, you know, an issue upstream of data that's either not being received or, a, you know, a file that's not dropping, you know, this raises a red flag. And that's something that is complementary to the feature set that Marketing Cloud itself offers. I think that's really kind of one of the nuances that um, escapes the kind of everyday monitoring that we see in Marketing Cloud. Yeah, I think you're, you're spot on with that. Um, typically, when we have, um, you know, a pro when we're looking at adding functionality to Campaign Studio, to your point, I'm not interested in competing with any marketing cloud functionality, right? We had the Campaign Studio migration functionality before Deployment Manager came out. So there is some overlap there. But even within that, if you look at the specifics, there's, there are things that Deployment Manager does that we don't do, and there's things that we do that Deployment Manager doesn't do. Because uh, the last thing I want to do is try to compete with a product like Marketing Cloud. It is, yeah. is a fantastic product. I think to your point, we're looking at it through the lens of our, our, the, our customers and hearing what they need and trying to provide them with a, a means of solving those problems. Awesome. Well, thanks a bunch, Stephen, for joining us today. Anything else you want to talk about or mention on Campaign Studio? Before we shift, everything from me, Bobby. I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you about it. It's one of my favorite subjects. So thanks for bringing me in. Awesome. So transitioning to completely unrelated, I, uh, my wife and I recently took a trip and it got me thinking about your favorite place to visit. So this is completely fresh. Cole and Steven had no idea I was going to ask this question. So Cole, just off the top of your head, which I know it's hard, there's a lot of, there's a lot of brain <laughs> matter there to go through. A lot, a lot of garbage to sift through in this. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I so I, in general, like I love going um, home. My my parents have a, a place out on a, a lake down in Columbus, Indiana. Um, that's super peaceful. But when I'm thinking about like getaway vacation, you, know, you go home and visit the, the, the folks. Inherently, you have um, chores that you need to do for them. You need to, you know, move a pile of rocks for no good reason from one end of the yard to the other. Who knows? But so when I'm thinking about actual relaxation, um, uh, my, my aunt and uncle have a place in Anna Maria Island, Florida. And when you go there, it's just kind of, it's, it's like a half golf cart island. Everything just kind of like slows down. It's right on the beach. It's a tiny like mile wide, I think like seven mile long island. Um, and it just kind of like time itself kind of dials back a little bit and slows down. And there's, I don't think there's a building on the entire uh, island that's more than like two or three stories tall. Um, not super expensive. There's nothing like crazy flashy about it. It's just kind of quaint, step back in time, um, perfect little spot. So when I think about relaxation, you know, the, in the ocean itself is for like a couple hundred yards, you know, four feet deep. Um, is that on the, is that in the Gulf side? Tampa Bay side. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's just, you know, when I think about, uh, you know, kicking back, relaxing, um, that's kind of my go-to. I was there one time and, and this was a previous job, even prior to Salesforce, um, where I was, I was working 90 hours a week. I was around the clock just, uh, and, and I went there and uh, kind of made myself sort of step out and, and relax. And I remember within one day I had seen a, a manatee like 30 yards off the shore, uh, right by where we we're staying. And then, 
uh, was throwing the baseball with my brother in the um, in the ocean, and three dolphins are within probably 50 yards away from us, uh, you know, diving along, and then a school of stingray goes right in between us. I was like, you know what, this is this is just kind of the taste of what I needed to just kick back and relax and get away from the grind. That, that that's my go-to. Uh, I, uh, mine is actually going to be really close to there is Siesta Key, which again is on the, um, Tampa Bay side of Florida or the Gulf side, I guess is what we should call it. But, uh, we go there every year for vacation for a week and just do nothing but sit. Like, I mean, just hang out at the beach and just <laughs> life kind of slows down a close second though, Terre Haute, Indiana. For those of you who are not aware of Terre Haute, Indiana or haven't been there, it's a, it is a pure destination spot. And if you, uh, if you haven't been there, make a trip. You know, you're going to Google it and probably not be too impressed, but just go there. You will be so glad that you spent the time in the hope. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it kind of depends on the, the time of year, you know. It's, so um, in the, the summer or fall, uh, Brittany and I love to go up to, to Michigan uh, along the uh, eastern side around the Saugatuck area. And it's, again, it's, it's incredibly peaceful. If you go, you know, right at, at the end of their, their tourist season, things typically aren't too busy. You can slow down. We leave the kids at home. Uh, and well, they've got wineries up there that are making delicious wine and you can just kind of sit and relax for a week and unplug. It's great. Nice. Well, thanks a bunch guys for today. Everybody listening, we appreciate it. As always, you can reach out to us at in the clouds at lovedigital.com for any questions or topics you'd love to hear from. I really appreciate those of you who have reached out to us on LinkedIn, uh, letting us know how much you enjoy the podcast. Um, so let us know if there are any specific topics or anything you'd like to hear. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys.